Hello, I'm Jerry Stewart, and Happy New Year, 2024. You know, when I was a little kid, and they were talking about what was going to be going on in 2024, uh, they were talking about some crazy things happening. They were talking about us not having cars anymore, and just maybe just float around with air blowing up from the bottom, from the ground up, and we just, you know, float along. I don't see us doing that yet, but I do notice that there are uh, robotic automobiles and trucks that make deliveries. And of course, we've got spaceships that can just shoot us to another planet. Now, it's not all quite as easy as they talked about it being, but uh, it's very interesting how things uh, have moved. Now, you're going to notice about me that I'm not impressed with every way that our uh, our country is moving. I believe in a lot of ways there's some very bad things that are moving in our country that are going to, well, make it harder, are making it harder for us to be a great nation right now. Now, last night we were with friends, and we were having our uh, New Year's Eve dinner, and someone said, are you going to eat your black-eyed peas tomorrow? And we all just kind of sit there and wondered, and, uh, you know, there's this special, I guess you say it's a good fortune rule, that says you're going to have good luck for the whole year, if you eat black-eyed peas on January the 1st. Now, it sounds kind of crazy, but then there's a lot of things that we do. We don't walk under ladders. Uh, we don't let a black cat walk in front of us. There's all these rules and ideals that are supposed to be making up whether things are going to be good or things are not going to be so good. I wish we were a lot more serious about what God says. You know, God says, seek me. God says, find your way by following me. And he doesn't talk about luck. He doesn't talk about good fortune. But he does talk about words like joy and, uh, and happiness. Well, back to the black-eyed pea. How in the world did it ever happen that if the people of the South would eat a black-eyed pea at the beginning of the year on January 1, that they would have good fortune the rest of the year? So let's kind of give this um, a try. It goes all the way back to a year in the 1860s. And that's back when we were having our, our terrible, our horrible um, civil war. You know, we did have a war where the North was against the South. And although there are some misunderstandings as to why the war began and kind of all the pieces to it, but nevertheless, there was a war. And there were more Americans killed in that war than just about all the other wars that we've fought in, all added together. 
It was a terrible time. Well, they fought, and they fought, and they fought. Now, the northern troops had more cannons, had uh, more guns, had more soldiers, and the south was really sort of more like a volunteer type, although they, you know, they weren't really complete volunteers, but they didn't have... Uh, uh, you know, this union set up with enough of the cannons and all the pieces and all of the men. And so most of the time, the South was fighting uh, with great odds against them. Did you know that? So the South was, uh, they were smart. And a lot of them were good, smart hunters. They knew how to get out in the, we in the woods and make things work. And uh, so they continued to fight that way. And the leaders of the northern troops got together. One of these in that group of leaders for the northern troops was a Major General William Sherman. Now, he marched his troops in the southern states, and he was determined to find a way to break the spirit of the southern states. Well, they came up with this conclusion, which uh, makes perfect sense, uh, while they were busy having this meeting, and it was something like this. The best way to defeat an army is not just to take away their ammo and take away their weapons, but an even more effective act is to take away their food. You know, if you can't have enough food to sustain you, you really aren't going to be very good at, uh, at fighting. So Major General William Sherman told the leaders of the northern troops that he was going to march his northern troops into Georgia. A lot of folks were fighting that had come from Georgia, and a lot of southern um, folks there in the state of Georgia, all looking for the same way, and that was to win the war and end the battle. Well, General Sherman was determined to break the shoulders, the backs of not only the southern troops, but he also wanted to break the spirit of the southern people. Well, if they're at their har if their farms waiting at home for the troops to come back, and they have no food, then everything gets really, really hard. Well, so on this march, which became known as uh, Sherman's Bloody March, his army took or destroyed everything in their path, and that included livestock and and grains and crops anything which could be used to sustain the southern troops, and the results were devastating and thorough, almost. The South could see that they were in a very, very bad spot, and they could see that if everything continued, there would be nothing for the troops to eat, to sustain them as they battled. So Sherman and his troops would come into areas where there were farms and, and crops and fields, and they would just light everything up. They would kill all the crops. 
And when they would kill the crops and burn them to the ground, not only was there nothing for the troops to eat, there was nothing for the people to eat. And it got worse and worse and worse. Well, the southern people started saying, does this mean that we're, uh, we're through? Does this mean that there's nothing else that we can do? And then they began to think, what crops do we still have left? Well, they would be out and look across their farm, the acreage and the room and the, the land there, and they would just see scorched fields, whether it be uh, corn or beans or whatever it may be. And uh, everything's gone, except one thing that's in their silos, and that is this bean called a black-eyed pea. Have you seen a black-eyed pea before? Um, just kind of black and, and white. And if you've ever eaten a, a red bean before, then you know that to get a black-eyed pea ready to eat, you've got to boil it. Sometimes you boil it in uh, maybe some ham bones or something to give it a flavor, and you could eat it. However, the people had learned and determined long before the war that the black-eyed pea was not a food for the people to eat. It was a food that was mainly fed to the hogs. Well, if it's hog food, who's going to say, well, yeah, we're going to eat hog food? It didn't have too much of appeal to it, but they thought. So they got it all ready and, you know, cooked it up and tried to make it as uh, appealing as it could be. And then the people began to eat it. And you know what they found out? They found out that the black-eyed pea was nourishing. Lots of protein and able to sustain the folks, the troops, the farms, the citizens of the South to sustain them from starving. And the food was used to feed the troops. Now, imagine how it would be if you're out fighting for your life and you come to an area where you're hoping to get some food and there is no food except hog food the black-eyed pea. Well, it was a humbling experience for the people, but they felt blessed and lucky that the black-eyed pea had become an important source in the South for food, and they still talk about the black-eyed pea even to this day. If you went to the store right now, <clears throat> you would see bags of black-eyed peas to be sold. And there are people who will cook them up like they would cook other types of beans and then serve them. Not just on New Year's Day, but all through the year. My mom and dad would serve black-eyed peas to us kids. I didn't have that much of a, of a, of a, a joy by eating the food, but it wasn't that bad. And so that's what we did. Now, think about this. They thought they were through, and then they 
uh, fought with all their might and all their heart, and then they were fed the black-eyed peas. Now, they still weren't being fed a lot of other meats and other things that had been taken away, but they were still able to keep on fighting. Now, so what did the, what did the South say? God has saved us. God has saved us to fight this battle on. And they uh, talked about how they had a great opportunity to continue on fighting if they had this food, the black-eyed pea. So after the war, because of the, they said, luck and the saving of the peas to feed the troops and the, the people and the citizens in the cities and states, after that, they began to see that the black-eyed pea was a, a, a successful, um, uh, well, a miracle that had been given to the people by God. And so after the war, they said, okay, we've been eating black-eyed peas now for a number of years. Are we just going to stop? and not eat the black-eyed peas anymore? No. They said that the eating of the black-eyed peas is like, well, like a tradition. And to anyone in the South, that if you would eat this lowly black-eyed pea on New Year's Day, that it's sure to bring good fortune for the year. So, are we still having all of our black-eyed peas today? Now, I didn't eat any. I did not eat any. That doesn't mean I'm not for the South. It doesn't mean that I'm not for us, you know, feeding, and I'm not too proud to eat food that used to be fed to the hogs. But I just don't quite see it still on today. But some people will not go forward unless they've eaten they're black-eyed peas. Now, here, here's my question to you before we wrap this up. Did you eat yours? Did you eat your black-eyed peas today? Are you going to eat your black-eyed peas and, and thank God for what he gave to the troops back in that very horrible, horrible civil war? Let's think about that. And if we do believe that that's a, a tradition that God set up, how about we think about the other traditions in our nation, the other traditions in our state, our other traditions that we can follow God and honor Him. So have a merry Merry Christmas. And if you like this story, go over to our website. And it's to get there, you go www.jerrystewartusa.com. And when you go over there, you're going to see a number of sample stories that are, well, like this. Just interesting things that you really, really never knew about. But things to teach us about where we've come as a nation, as a people. And quite frankly, I believe that we are in a bad spot right now in our nation because we're not necessarily 
putting God and his word and his leadership in front of us to follow. We hope to see you at our site. We hope for you to be praying for us because we've got to save our nation. God bless you. I'm Jerry Stewart. See you next time. Bye-bye.